from Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 163. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price, and Fracture, photos printed in vivid color directly on glass. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by a man who refills me with energy every week, Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> that was pretty darn good. I uh, like that thank one. Thank you. Thank you. I thought of that right. one when I was on my way up to, to the room today to record. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. I, I'm glad I, I refill you with energy, and this podcast refills me with energy. I've talked about that a million times, right? Like how, you know, I wake up, you know, an hour or two ago, and I'm kind of dragging, and I'm like, oh, man. I, I never dread doing the podcast because it always gives me, like, a bunch of energy, and I always kind of bouncing, you know, skipping across the floor when I'm when I'm done recording. So, yep, yep. So, um, I want you to uh, say hello to our special guest today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't do it to you today. I didn't I didn't drop a special guest on you today. Wouldn't that be terrible if there was someone and I'm like, oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh I, I didn't drop it on you today, but you were uh chastising me um in in the pre show that I didn't get the show notes up earlier for you. So I something must have got into you this week and uh you were ready to uh put your one sentence into the show notes, you know, a little bit before I got into it. I think it was the fear of having a surprise guest again because you definitely <laughs> didn't tell me about about Ed last week I did I did forget uh, the week mm-hmm. beforehand um, mm-hmm. when we were speaking to the gentleman stationer but yes. I I definitely did not know that Mr. Jelly was joining us last week I won't accept right. any explanation alright alright so you, you you had an opportunity to, to discover that but that's okay <laughs> I, I, I'll take the fall for that one, but uh, it turned out to be awesome, and we we appreciated Ed coming on. We got a lot of good feedback on that show. People liked hearing about the Emerald of Shibor Inc., so that was, that was pretty cool, and everything yeah. else Ed, Ed is into. That was good. I listened back to a big chunk of that whilst editing, um, yeah. and it was and it was it was really fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah, it came out real good. And uh, I was being hard on myself last uh, last week after the show too. Like I was like, oh man, I didn't didn't bring my a game in the beginning but you know once we got interviewing with ed i i, I stepped it up you know happens sometimes that was my fault we, no no it's all good. <laughs> i'm just gonna it's go all good. i'm just gonna take it you know i was my fault. well don't worry about it bro. Know, yeah yeah no biggie no biggie we did get uh we did get a very nice correction from last week oh, yeah? when we were talking about um one of the latest pelican models mm-hmm. the gustav i called it the stressman which is very wrong, and Lars oh. emailed to correct me. I assume it should have been Streisman, right? Yeah, it's uh, Streisman. Oh, really? It was it's, spelled out like that? Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. yeah so he, he sent the link to uh, Gustav Streisman's um, Wikipedia page, and it's got the pronunciation thing. You know, you click the little uh, name, and it, and it plays the actual pronunciation. So I appreciate you sending that, because that's one of those words where I didn't really look at it close enough. It just kind of wrote kind of runs together and you're just thinking stressman and uh it, it didn't really um hit me that I, I was way way wrong on that one so uh, i i appreciate it from lars uh with the correction and we we always love our our pronunciation corrections right mike yeah i mean how long were we saying kaweco for yeah so we got german french and japanese listeners that uh correct us all the time so and there will be plenty more uh, as well and we really need them oh my gosh we really do need them. between the boy so, from the, from atlanta and the boy from east london yeah we, we so, definitely need the uh pronunciation corrections so yeah these are not things that um offend us in the least it's nope. like please correct us and we will uh 
we will uh, apologize and do a better job next time. You know, it's it's stuff we got to work on, especially some of the stuff we talk about. It's from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're on the Internet like we are, you don't actually get to hear these things said out loud. Right. You're just reading it and you don't know the actual pronunciation of it. So, so yeah, that was perfect. Nakaya, right? right? Nakaya? <laughs> oh, that's that's still hard for me. Yeah, I it's still a, feel like I'm not getting it completely, mm-hmm. but I think I'm, it's Nakaya. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I'm not even going to try, though. <laughs> All right, we got another reader email from Alan. I wanted to read this one. This one, I didn't share it in here because uh, I, I wanted to uh, spring this one on you because you're going to enjoy this one. It, this okay. is a two. This is a kind of a two-parter email, but it was so good. I, I asked Alan if I could share it and on the uh, podcast, and he said yes, so... Let, let me get let me get into this. He says, "Hi, Brad, and Mike. I'm not really into pens and analog writing culture in any way, and yet I find the Pen Addict podcast to be strangely relaxing and endlessly fascinating. I guess I admire the committed and dedicated nerdiness, even though it's not my only my own particular field of nerdity. I look forward to the podcast each week, and it always jumps straight to the top of my listening list. Anyway, the point of this email is just to let you know that my casual listening has now been converted into actual spending." It's a small start, but who knows where it might lead. Whilst listening on my iPhone to your discussion of the Retro 51 Tornado Popper Liftoff Special Edition, I was curious enough to switch over to Safari and hunt one down. I landed on the Anderson Pen site and promptly ordered one to be shipped to the UK. Just one week later, it arrived, and I'm absolutely delighted with the Apollo Saturn V-inspired design. And I was also pleasantly surprised at the lovely dark ink and smooth writing experience. Yay, we're we're happy about uh, Retro 51, love. The service from Anderson Pens was great too. They shipped the pen instantly, and the calling card and mints, including the pack, were a nice touch. All right, so that's part one. I've seen this email. Oh, did he send it to you? I've seen this email. Yeah. Oh. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna let you fire off right here. All right, so this is that part was for both of us. Now this part is for you. So I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> okay. But I read it, and when I read it, I was like, I was like, as much as I love you, Alan. I can't, I can't help you, and I can't talk about this. Uh, Alan was very upset because of the customs charge that he received, <laughs> and I, I kind of hate. read it. I kind yeah. of glossed over it, like I, I glanced it, and I was like, "This is just making me mad. I can't even continue." <laughs> so that, I, and my understanding is, he, from my memory of, of reading this, was he wasn't blaming anyone, which no, just, no, but no. was just really annoyed. Um, and buddy, I am so there with you. Like, I can't. Let's be like, I'm, I'm so angry reading the email. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. E- I had to close the email because every I time I think about it, and it's like you spend this money, and then you get this huge random customs charge. Because that's that's the worst part about it is yeah. they're random. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've I've bought fifty dollar pens, and I've bought two hundred dollar pens, and the two hundred dollar pens gotten through. Like, it just mm-hmm. feels like it's completely random. Yeah, so if you're a long-time listener of the show, you know customs in the UK is a huge, huge issue. And if you live there, it, it just stinks for all kinds of reasons. But I, I, I did want to drop this on you because I, I didn't realize you were copied in on the mail. But um, the, let me just read the It's one little short paragraph just for those who aren't, in, aren't aware of what we're talking about and how crazy it is. Alan says, I paid... U.S. $35 for the pen plus $15 for shipping to the U.K. After currency conversions, the total came to about 32 pounds. Pretty good. Annoyingly, U.K. Customs folks then decided to charge me another another 12 pounds and then another 4 pounds for the VAT and then another $8, 8 pounds for handling fee. That's the bit that bites me the most, by the way. 
Yeah. So, so I 30... didn't ask you to handle it. Why are you charging me? Right. <laughs> you decided to do this. See what's happening to me already? That's why I can't read these emails. <laughs> That's why I wanted to read it. <laughs> so his 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 approximately twenty three pound pen ended up costing about forty five pounds, which is just about double the original price. So he says, still a lovely pen. I'm glad that I own it. But he had he had to give me the customs rant that I knew you would appreciate. So, oh, I'm still waiting go. to get mine for my liftoff. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm I'm confident that I'm going to get one. I always <laughs> expect I'm going to get one now for every pen that I buy. Yeah, yeah, that stinks. <sighs> oh. That stinks. I have to say though, Alan, you are a you are a special breed of human, and I love you because <laughs> just because you. Listen to the show. I can't even understand why someone would listen to this show, let alone it go to the top of their list if they're not really interested in pens. And I'm happy that you're buying some stuff, you know, because mm. it, you will you will get endless in, more enjoyment out of this show once you start buying and enjoying the fine things that we talk about. But that is a, a very, very interesting and fantastic thing to me that somebody... Somebody could enjoy this having not really, not really this much of an interest in pens. I, I feel yeah. like there can't be many people in the world that listen to this show and uh, with that sort of persuasion. Mm-hmm. We've actually gotten that a few times. Like, you know, people just say, this is really interesting. I'm not totally like deep into it like you guys are but just um you know i, I enjoy listening to, to usually the those and- emails though are like oh i started listening about too much and then i listened to five episodes and now i have 65 bottles of ink and 400 <laughs> fountain pens right but like yeah. it seems yeah. like alan is like he's way deeper into the show and with way more money still left in his pockets at this point. yes yes so good good move alan so we we appreciate the the email and uh sorry about your customs issues yeah i'm very trust me i'm very sorry <laughs> <laughs> so i want to talk about this post uh by our friend ben brooks um on personal journaling he posted it last week and i read it i read ben's uh blog and i read this post and it's me it, this is like exactly me which is why i wanted to put it in the show notes i have trouble keeping a journal and i've tried to use day one it's it's really one of the most beautiful apps on my iphone and it's wonderful to use. I just don't use it. I ended up deleting it about a month ago hmm. um, just because I'm never typing in there. So I've in before I've even read Ben's uh, post here, like a, a week or two before that, I had actually started writing in a journal a little bit more, which is not something I ever do. And I, I just thought it was a good take on the state of like a personal journal. And it's a real short read. Y'all check it out. And I just wanted to take... Um, this one paragraph towards the end that this is this is pretty much sums it up so he says journaling is something different to each person and for me it's the fleeting thoughts and feelings of the late night at the tail end of a long week where i sit on the edge of my bed weary and tired trying to form coherent thoughts that one day my kids might read i don't have time for lies exaggerations or creative prose only honesty seems to exist at that moment so the the way i read that is like I've never been someone that can journal on a schedule, right? I don't have a set day, a set time, um, which is why I never turned on like the day app reminders. Okay, go journal now. It doesn't work that way for me. And that's kind of what I get out of Ben's thing. It's, you know, it's kind of that recap of the whatever personal journey you've embarked on during the day or the week. And it's something, you know, interesting that someone else might read later down the line. It's not for like... I don't ever want my journal to be like a forced writing thing. 
which is why I don't do a schedule. And this is kind of a new thing to me. I'm kind of feeling it out. Maybe we can talk about it more later as I go with it and, and see if it sticks. I've never stuck really hard on a journal, but I'd like to this time. And I'm not making it a daily requirement. You know, that's important to me. I can't do that. That doesn't work. I've tried time and time and time again. I know personally that doesn't work for me. For some people, it's the best way to do it. So I don't, you don't really keep a personal journal, right, Mike? No, like, I I use day one, uh, mm-hmm. but I use it as like a memory box. It's probably now, the best way to describe it. The way you've told me you use day one, and I've heard this conversation, I don't know if we had it on here, but the way you use day one actually would work for me really well. You like take snippets from, I almost want to say your online world. Yeah. And then paste them into day one and yep. say, kind of like this great thing happened today and here's a link to it or yeah, something. They're, something they're personal achievements yeah. or like things that uh, th- they tend to be, they tend to be uh, either big days in my like online life, you know, like we've had a big mm-hmm. day of some description and new exciting thing has happened or they're things that if I could send my day one back into time, Mm-hmm. they would be really impressive. So mm-hmm. like if I could show me five years ago, look what happened today, mm-hmm. um, they would be very impressive to me of of five years ago. And, right. Uh, and then basically I maybe look through them every now and then and just be like, you know, oh, that, like, that's all these nice things. Because when you collect them all up, it's like a nice nice collection of stuff. But but that tends to be what I use it for. It's like a, it's like a retroactive uh, time capsule or something. Yeah. See, I like that. I, th- I think that's a good use for day one. And I think that's how I could use day one. But like I was telling you in, in the pre-show this weekend, this past weekend was my son's birthday. And, you know, I want to write, you know, just kind of about the cool things we did and how we had fun and whatever. Just really just stuff important to me. I can't type that into day one. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't that digitalness doesn't feel right when I'm doing something super personal like that, like that's just for me. And even though day one's just for me, when I'm putting it digitally, it just doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it's just for me. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, I do. It's a little bit odd. It's a little bit odd. So anyway, I I thought I wanted to share this post because, um, Ben and I agree on a lot of things and, you know, some people love Ben, some people hate Ben. And I happen to, I tend to agree with Ben way more than, than most people. So I appreciated him writing this. I could totally see myself um, in this. So um, yeah, there you go. Now this next thing I gave Mike homework uh, last night as I was putting together the show notes. This, uh, this video made the rounds um, last week um, around the pen blogosphere and really around the world. It's a video called Ink, written by hand, and it's an ink documentary. And I'm sure a lot of you have seen this, and I just watched it this weekend, and I sent uh, Mike the link to watch it before the show last night. So what you, would you think about it, Mike, just in, in general? Loved it. Loved it's it. pretty great, isn't it? It's, you know, it's one of those types of documentaries. You will have seen these before on the mm-hmm. internet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a person uh, candidly speaking softly. Um mm-hmm with uh, nice music in the background and mm-hmm. lots of close-up shots and then walking around the town that they live in and being mm-hmm. at home. You know, you've seen these. Like these, yes. This is like a style of documentary which has been quite popular on the internet in the last couple of years. Yes. That is not a criticism because I love that style, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just you've, you've seen a style, you've seen documentaries in this style before. Um, I thought it was very well made. Uh, the, the lady who uh, they had on there, well, she, she seemed... 
like in a really interesting uh, place with her pen nerdiness. She seemed quite new to it, it seemed, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the way that it came across, but seems to have found this thing that she loves and has turned it into a business. And she lived, looked like she lived in a building that I could not comprehend, but is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, if that's her uh, apartment slash workspace, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> it what looked- was that building? <laughs> It's almost like an open loft concept, but but it was inside like inside was outside. Out. Yeah, <laughs> it was really beautiful. It was so, like they took a prison and turned it into a beautiful thing because that's what yeah. it looked like, right? It was wasn't yeah. really. It was like this big inside courtyard area and these mm-hmm. like build like <laughs> uh, apartment buildings that were around like the perimeter but facing into this courtyard like it looked mm-hmm. like a prison right can you get what i mean um, by that oh yeah 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 sure like the way it was set out but right if anyone knows what that building is i would love mm-hmm. to know yeah um it, but yeah it was it, it was great she 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 went to this like little pen shop this like great looking pen shop it's called local, wonder pens yeah wonder pens it's in uh toronto and that's my kind of pen shop it was like stuff everywhere i mean boxes in the windows but just like shelves filled with ink and pens and paper she was flipping through all the paper it was really good i I thought i just really liked hearing uh tanya speak she was like super calm and relaxed and you know it wasn't like a handwriting video right they showed her you know and she talked about writing you know handwriting and how you know, it's a lost art and we've lost a whole generation of people who, you know, can't even read cursive, much less write it. But it wasn't just like straight up focused on her with ink on the page. I thought the ink on the page parts were totally complementary to the rest of the story they were telling. And I thought they did a, a really good job. Um, and uh, Ryan Coldry was the director and who, who filmed it. And uh, I thought it was really spectacular. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it's seven minutes. It's seven minutes well spent. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was a beautiful video. And uh, I'll, I'll be watching this again. I've definitely got this saved so I can... Uh, pick it up and get some inspiration sometimes um in the video she's a huge fan of noodler's black yeah. so that's the ink she was using for her dip pens it's waterproof ink this is how she was stating and uh that's the thing she uses the most and she has a tray full of pens on her desk and um she had one she, of the fancy geo bonds as well yeah she did, did you notice she, that? Uh, i did it's the stormy gray she yeah. actually made a she's getting a lot of feedback. I followed her on uh, Twitter and Instagram after I saw this. And on Instagram today, we'll we'll post a link into the show notes. She posted an image of all the pens and inks she's using. So we'll put that in there. She just did that a few hours ago. And uh, you can see all the pens. You know, she's got like a Lamy Safari, a Schaefer, um, you know, her various dip pens and, and things like that. So very cool. Um, well worth your time to uh to check out and save and watch anytime you need some inspiration or just want to watch some good filmmaking done i thought it was a really really nice job i do have a an opinion a potentially sure. controversial opinion that's why we're here uh when she was and you just mentioned it then uh about the uh about her feeling that it's a problem maybe that mm-hmm. Uh, people these days, like kids these days, don't know how to write in cursive, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem. Mm, that's an entire episode. <laughs> that one little statement. Because. Go ahead and elaborate, yeah. Okay, so the reason I don't think it's a problem is because if you don't care, right, like we do, mm-hmm. so like we like that stuff, she likes that stuff, 
And there are people that will pay her good money to do it because it is this retro-y kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. But the reason that... Um, the reason that kids or people don't care about it these days because they don't need it. It is not required to write anymore. Like, it just isn't. Like, you I, just need to just face facts on it, like computers, right? We mm-hmm, all use mm-hmm. them. We know what they are, right? Mm-hmm. There are computers. And as long as you can write, it doesn't matter how it looks. Mm-hmm. And it's probably more efficient uh, and and better for the time that you're going to write to write in block capitals because mm-hmm. everyone can understand them. Like, mm-hmm. cursive is is beautiful, or as we would call it here, joined up handwriting. Did you know that we mm-hmm. call it like that? I think we talked about that before. I f- always forget the phrase that's used, but yeah. yeah. Joined up handwriting. Uh, it's it's not a requirement. Look, uh, right. look don't get me wrong, guys. You, you know, I, I'm... You me, are preaching me... to the choir in saying that this is a beautiful thing that we should never lose, and I agree mm-hmm. with that. It should never be lost, but it doesn't need to be learnt by every single kid in the world. I let think. me let me help you out here, and I, I I agree with the overall sentiment. What I disagree with is that kids should not learn handwriting. Period. And what you're saying is they shouldn't have to learn cursive. I'm okay with them not learning cursive. That's fine. But as long as they have good, proper handwriting, can use a pen on a piece of paper and it be legible, I'm good with that. But that should never go away in schools. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that happen. Not just cursive as a whole, but writing with analog tools as a whole is disappearing and that's what i don't want to lose so i 100 percent feel that way that, that you that you should still learn to write properly like mm-hmm. you just should and that should be a thing that you learn i also think that when you're taught you should be taught cursive sure i, I believe that you should be and that shouldn't mm-hmm. go away in teaching kids to write that way yeah i just don't think it's something we need to be concerned about that people don't do it past that point uh i i, I think it's just i think it's unhealthy to be quite honest I, I think you you have to do it. I, I just think it's part of being a well-rounded human being, you know, and being able to have critical thinking. I think it, it's really all linked in. You can't just say that it's one thing. Well, handwriting is going to change everything. But I think it's the mentality mentality of that type of writing and that type of thinking that I'm afraid is going to get lost in the future. And um you know, that's, that's my primary concern. Not, you know, I don't want kids in the third grade to only be using a computer to do their work. I think there's value in teaching handwriting, at least through high school, not necessarily, you don't have to teach it to the older kids, but it has to be part, write your papers, you know, turn in your first draft of your papers by hand, not on the computer. It's, challenging it's thought-provoking and i just think it makes for a better person so and that's my rant i i I think we're generally on the same page um but i mean i I see what you're saying and i'm just a little bit afraid that we're going to lose it completely from school-age children going forward so we'll see hope not all right cheer us up (laughs) with one of our good buddies this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Harry's. You've heard us speak about Harry's a bunch, and there's a really good reason for that. It's because we love 
their products. For many of us, shaving can be a thing that we don't even like to do or that we don't like having to spend a ton of money on to get a good result. And this is exactly what Harry's was started to be able to fix because what Harry's do is they make their own blades, they make them at a good price and they make them with good design. So you get everything all in one. They have high quality, high performing German blades. They're crafted by shaving experts from a factory that Harry's owns in Germany. They love the blades so much that they wanted that factory in Germany to be part of the Harry's family. So they made that happen. Harry's razors offer a high quality shave at about a fraction of the price of other big brand blades. They ship for free to your front doorstep and their starter set is an amazing deal. For just $15 you can get yourself a razor, moisturizing shave cream or firming shave gel and three razor blades. On average an everyday shaver who uses Harry's products is going to be saving themselves $150 each year because their blades are just better priced and they're just great quality. With Harry's your satisfaction is guaranteed because that is something that is so important to them. Brad, could you please reiterate for our friends out in the podcast listening world uh, what you love about Harry's products? Yeah, so you you mentioned the cost, and I, I certainly haven't done done the math, but just to put it to rest, not only are they less expensive than like your main store brand blades, they I find that they actually last longer than those store brand blades. Like you're not getting some. Harry's not selling you a cheaper blade that you're going to have to replace more often and your cost ends up being the same. It's as equal to, if not better, than like the big name store brand blades. I switch my blade off. It, you know, it is infrequently as I did with my other, um, other razors. And the other thing they do that they've done recently, Mike, is they started making some of their products um, the not shave product, the not razor products, but you know, the gels, the creams and the lotions in bigger sizes where before I would restock, I'd buy like three of the small ones. Well, now they're making like one big one. So I can get like one big, you know, aftershave gel, which I'm happy about instead of having the three small ones. So, uh, it's, uh, definitely a company I love and support, you know, you guys know, I love them and, uh, my house is full of Harry's products. So there you have it. Awesome stuff. If you want to grab some of these products for yourself as a really easy way to do that. Go to harrys.com right now and they'll give you $5 off if you use the coupon code PENADDICT with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com and use the code PENADDICT to check out. It'll get you $5 off. Support this show and let you start shaving better today. Experience a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show. All right, let's talk about some new pens. I've gotten a bunch of things in recently, new pens, new inks, new blog posts that I want to talk about that um, we've kind of been alluding to, you know, over the past few episodes, but we've had some great guests and, uh, you know, we want to uh, give them the floor and and, uh, we'll save up a few topics like this. So like my Shinobi, like everyone wants to hear about my Shinobi from Newton Pens. There, there is obviously going to be a review coming on the pen attic down the line. I hadn't even started or considered it because I'm having too much fun using this pen it's one of the most interesting pens i own if not the most interesting pen i own from how subtly great it is like the first thing you look at when you see the shinobi is an ex- it's an expensive pen you know it's a very expensive pen it's not for everyone uh, i think mine cost me 350 dollars. that's no joke and you get it, and the first thing that struck me about it is it's lighter than I thought it would be. 
you know, mine was just in acrylic materials. Sean does them in all kinds of different materials. You know, like I've seen some in the Tabaldi material that we have in our Edison's mic. Mm -hmm. That would be much heavier than the pen that I own. It's got this light and airy feel that when I use it, I'm like fascinated by how this pen feels in my hand. It really fits me well. The wider diameter barrel in my hand fits really, really well. And the fine cursive italic nib in combination with the barrel feel makes my handwriting like flawless. There's something I can't, this is one of those pens I can't explain, kind of like the Nakayas. It's hard to explain that in words and pictures. This is definitely a feel pen. You have to feel this for yourself and not just like one time, like it definitely, like after a couple days, like I loved it immediately, right? And then like a week or so into it, I was like, wow, this is something else. This is, it's really hard to explain. It's just, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words just because it's so different than anything I've ever used. And I knew that would be the case, but I didn't realize how different it would be. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, I love it. I've eyedroppered it. I was sweating what ink I was putting in it. I used a Pelican Edelstein Topaz, which is a real bright, bright blue. Think, you know, compacty or, you know, something along those lines. It's got some nice shading, some nice sheen. Um, I, it's, I'm going to have a hard time not having my Shinobi inked up at all times. It's that enjoyable to write with. So mm. I'm thrilled with this pen. Um, and you know, and what's the nib in that again? It's a fine cursive italic. So it's, I can write real small with it and still have kind of that block shaping of the lettering that I like. Um, I, I need to do a writing sample of it. I don't think I've done a good writing sample in and, and posted it on Instagram, but I will do that soon. And who um, makes the nib? Um, I think these are, they're either Joe or Bach nibs. I can't remember what Sean uses. Right. But then, then he grinds them himself. Doesn't then he? he grinds them himself. And then he has, um, he gets them in blanks and he has like, uh, his in for Newton pins engraving on the nib. So it looks real nice. Nice. So yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a close up shot of it, but yeah, he does the grinding himself and, um, it, it, it came out really good. I'm super happy with it. So. Um, and I know uh, a bunch of people are, are interested in that review and uh, it, it will come. It just won't be, you know, it's not next week or the week after, you know, I like, I want to spend some more time with it and uh, see if I can formulate my words better than I'm doing on this, on this show. But uh, it's one of those pens that's really, really hard to describe in words and pictures, but uh, it's wonderful. Very happy with it. Did I talk about the Uniball 307 before? It seems like maybe I mentioned it in passing, but I don't know if I had reviewed it uh yet the last time i talked about it are you familiar with this pen mike no i don't know why it would be significant so <laughs> that wasn't meant as a burn no 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 no. that's uh you should read my article on this i i'm serious yeah you don't have to do it now but when you're done that's your next homework is go read my article on this because all right i'm gonna read a paragraph of my own article which is something i never do what exactly is Uniball trying to do with this pen? Is this a replacement to the Sino 207, which is likely their top-selling gel ink pen of all time? Or is it to sit alongside the 207 on the shelf? 
I check with Uniball, but the 307 is not listed on the North American site, or the Japanese site for that matter. The latest press room document is from 2008, and both their Twitter and Facebook feeds have not been updated since December 2013. The lack of social media updates is somewhat shocking in this day and age. So, that goes to your point. Why should I care about this pin? Well, if it's the replacement for the 207, the 207 is probably the best on-the-shelf gelling pin. So if the 207 is going away and the 307 is taking over for it, then that's kind of a big deal in, in the pin world. And I kind of think it is just by looking at the design of this pin, the ink they're putting in the pin, the aesthetic changes they made to the pin. And it's really, really great. I love the 307. I would prefer it over the 207, as a matter of fact, if it starts coming in something besides 0.7 millimeter gel ink tips. So... Not only is it a great pen that you can just go pick up at the store, this is also a refill that's used in gobs of machine pens that we like, like Keras Customs and, you know, um, TI2 Designs and Tactile Turn and all these machine pen manufacturers use the, what is the 207 refill um, for the Sino. And now the 307 can replace that. It's the exact same refill size, shape, specifications. Um, so I think it's actually really interesting and I'm interested to see, and I'd like to ask you about some questions on how it's going to proceed in the future, but they are kind of missing in action, um, as far as being accessible in social media, online, anywhere, their sites outdated, which is really, really funny for one of the biggest pin companies in the world. So I found a lot of, uh, or I didn't find a lot, um, as a matter of fact, of information on this pen because uh, Uniball didn't really squat about it, which I just find endlessly interesting. So that's why I think the 307 is important, just because um, I'm weird like that. And those are the things that bug me. And, uh, you know, they may not bug you, Mike, but uh, that's why you have me on the show, right? Yeah, I think that this pen is just weird, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, like, I don't know why you would make the changes, like... The aesthetic changes that they've made, I can't see one aesthetic change that looks better than a 207. Like, everything looks worse. Yeah, see, I think it, I see, I think it looks better. No, in a, I in think, a big it, picture. what is, what, what is that, what are those little grooves in the, in the end of it? Like, the little cutouts at the nib, when the nib is, not the nib, the, yeah. what, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, in the, in the, the, the tip cone there. Yeah. The, the front what, end of the pen. What those are those on guys? the, those are on the 207. They're really? just in chrome. Yeah. Uh, it's the exact yeah. same design. It's just a chrome tip instead of a black tip. But they have the um, they have those notches cut out on there too. Maybe it sticks out to me more. I don't know. I have yeah. just realized now how I'm like looking at your website and I'm like, I've, how have I missed all of these reviews? And now I've realized what the problem is. Hmm. I, I am not so much a Twitter completionist anymore. Mm-hmm. So I used to, I, that's how I keep up with like all the sites that I like is via their Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. So I would see you tweet a review and I would go and look at it. Mm-hmm. But I realize now that where I've not been reading all of my Twitter feed anymore, mm-hmm. that I'm missing your blog posts. And now I'm trying to think of how I can fix that because I don't really like to use RSS. It's just not really a. Yeah. So I, I created an account for that. Um, by itself, you can just follow pin underscore attic for just blog posts. Do I follow that? I, d- I don't know. I, don't, I hadn't looked. Let me see. 
and is that even my <laughs> my right address? I never post to it. You know, it's all if or, or things like that. It's an account I don't ever reply from. No, I don't. That's perfect. Thank you. You've saved you've saved me. So that account is strictly posts. That's great. That's going to help me out a lot. And yep. also, like, why did I not know th- about this? Like this retro fifty one with looks like, looks like a piece of wood with the heart in it. Yep, yep. That's I uh, didn't even that's know that you, existed. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a really cool one, uh, Juliet. That's a really yeah. neat. Uh, it's a really neat design how they how they did that. That's probably not limited because it's a metal one. It's not go out and say. It, yeah, it's a All standard right. one. I might grab one of those in the future. That's a quite nice looking pen. Yeah, yeah. So see, um, this is what happens when I don't see your website for a, as much as usual. Hey Mike, FYI, I write a blog called Penatic.com. I don't, I don't know if you've heard about. of it. Don't know okay. what you're talking about. Not sure if you heard of it. <laughs> On this blog, I wrote a review today of an ink I'm really happy with. A new brand for me, a brand that I've been watching online for a year or so, called KWZ. I don't know if it's supposed to be Quiz or if it's just KWZ, how you exactly pronounce it, but um, it's a Gentleman in Poland is making these inks, and he's been on Fountain Pen Network selling these inks for a year or two, and they've gotten popular enough. He does a good enough job, and the quality is high enough that he's starting to sell these inks um, to to shops, and Vanessa Penn's got uh, the KWZ inks, and good friend of the show, Lisa Vanessa, sent me a sample of one called Gummy Berry in their Iron Gall ink lineup, and it is spectacular. It's like the perfect shade of purple for me. It's like... It's deep, but it's not black. And even when it dries, you can still kind of see the depths of the purple. It behaves really, really well. I love how it looks in my pen. I love how it looks on the page. Um, I'm extraordinarily happy with this ink. And I'm going to get some more um, in, in DC when I go to the DC pen show. Because there's not a lot of Iron Gall inks that come in different colors. Um, black, blue, black, and blue are the standards. Uh, Roaring Klingner makes Scabiosa, which is one of my all-time favorite inks, and it's kind of a purple. Um, but Quiz makes turquoise and green and orange and all of these great colors in Iron Gall, which I do like. I like the lightness that goes on the page and then dries darker. I think that's a neat feature. Plus, Iron Gall inks are uh, waterproof. They really bond to the page um, as they dry. And so far... This ink is extremely well behaved. It feels like a diamine ink would in a pen, which is a high compliment. Diamine is a very standard ink. It's kind of, you know, the, I don't know, kind of right in the middle. It's the most moderate ink out there, probably most of their, most of their standard inks anyway. Um, there's some special cases to that too, but, um, I, I'm really, really happy with this ink. And how can you pass up an ink that's called gummy berry, Mike? I like the look of this. It's a nice color. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I definitely want to try the turquoise. Um, the orange is actually pretty much brown, but I think it's kind of a neat color. I want to try that. It's just colors you don't see very often, and that kind of gets hard in inks, you know, when you're an addict like myself, and, you know, you have 20 different blue-black inks. Finding something different to make you branch out from your uh, from your wheelhouse is uh, hard to do. So I, I'm happy to see these different colors from uh, KWZ, and I will be looking for more. So it, it's great. Very happy with it. I'm also very happy with our friend of the show, John Bemis. Another post you missed on the blog I write called The Pen Addict. It's at penaddict.com. Why a post are you called- being this way? I explained <laughs> the reason to you. <laughs> So now I have identified a problem. I will fix the problem. Go 
because it's fun. <laughs> and I've had a lot of coffee, so, you know. So I can tell something's going on over there. <laughs> I haven't been drinking like you and Casey. <laughs> Everyone check out the latest analog. You'll get the joke then. Mm-hmm. Um, John did a awesome post called The Blackwing as a Gateway Drug, and I'm not going to bother recapping or reading any of this to you you have to read this john is a fantastic writer way better writer better storyteller than myself like i can write about products john can tell stories and anecdotes and he did a really good job with um some some black wings in his office and you know getting uh someone else involved into uh this pencil thing and uh i I think it was really cool and it's worth uh, pointing out in the podcast if you haven't seen it on the blog uh, prior to this because it, it's really really great I, I read this several times over just because I like John's writing and he's done some poems and he's made some he's done some other stories on the blog so you, you shouldn't miss it at all it, it's really really great so thanks John for allowing me to post uh, your prose it's wonderful thank you alright but right. it's a tab now it's an open tab here alright cool you can check that out at your leisure. Or leisure. Uh-huh. That's what I would say. <laughs> All right, let me take a break. Thank our second sponsor for this week, and that is Fracture. Fracture is a really great company that have a really great product, and I think that you pen addicts are going to love it. Fracture is transforming the way that people print and display their favorite images, and they do it in a really, really unique way. What Fracture does is very simple. They print your photo onto a piece of glass. Now, this isn't even necessarily as it may initially seem as to how fantastic this is. This is what you do. You go to their website, which is FractureMe.com, and you upload a photo. Um, You select the size that you want. They have a bunch of different sizes. They have five rectangle sizes that go all the way up to 21 by 28 inch, and they also have three square sizes as well that you put for Instagram photos and stuff like that. You upload your photo to them. You choose the size that you want, and then they will print it and they print it onto a piece of glass and they're all printed in Gainesville, Florida by a small team there and they're all checked for quality. Every single print is checked uh, to make sure it looks fantastic. Then this thing will arrive to you. I've had them shipped from uh, from Florida all the way to my home in the United Kingdom and I've had about six or seven. Every single one of them has come through fine, not one problem. And what you get is a beautiful piece of glass with a picture that is printed directly onto it. So it is right on there, right? So this doesn't look like when you put a picture in a frame. It doesn't look like that because this is like something completely different. It's like how if, you know, like maybe with your nice cell phone that you have, it looks like the screen is directly onto the glass there and it looks like it's right there, like it's all one thing. And that is exactly what fracture prints are. It is an absolutely beautiful way to display your photos. You don't need to put them in the frame because it is itself the frame. It comes with everything that you need as well. It has this nice foam back and it comes in the box with everything you need to mount and display it. Uh, If you choose one of the small square ones, you can uh, get a little optional stand that you can put the thing in so you can display it on a desk. Uh, Otherwise, they will send you a screw and everything that you need right in the box. So you just put the screw in the wall and you can just hang the picture straight on it. Right done. Just perfect. And these things are absolutely fantastic. I love them. I have bought them for myself. I bought them for gifts. I've had them sent to me as gifts. It is a completely unique and awesome way for you to display your own pictures. You will not have seen a picture displayed like this ever before. It is super, super awesome. And really, seeing it is believing it. And I want you to trust me on this. I know you guys, you buy stuff that we tell you to buy. Trust me on this one too. 
These prints are fantastic for pictures of your family, your friends, pictures of things that you make. I have uh, podcast artwork and stuff like that I have as a, a fracture print. And these are great gifts for other people that you care about as well. Their prices start at just $15 and you can get 10% off your first order with the code PENADDICT when you go to FractureMe.com and you can get started there. Trust me, go and get just one of these to start with and then you're going to be hooked. Trust me, they're absolutely fantastic. You will want to put all of your favorite photos as Fracture Prints. Thank you so much to Fracture for supporting this episode of The Pen Addict. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over this. This looks awesome. And plus, uh, you know, I, I need to go take a tour of the, the Fracture facilities. They're only about three, three and a half hours away from me. Um, in, I can hook that up Florida. for you. If so you want. yeah, we'll go take a tour, do some do some video, do some uh, do some uh, advertising for Relay.fm. But yeah, I'm happy Fracture is on board, and you know all of our internet friends talk about getting their podcast artwork done by this. I want to do that, and I want to get some stuff for Knock done uh, for the shop, and um, I can see uh, all my wife's uh, beautiful photography getting uh, getting fractured as well. So this this is sweet. I love their company name. <clears throat> I do too. They they really killed it on that one. It's, it's just it's, so funny because it's it like is. it's you know, fracture is maybe a name you shouldn't choose for if you mm-hmm. make things out of glass, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so perfect. Yep. You know. Yep. All right, tease time, Michael. Mm. I got pinged a bunch of time on Instagram over the weekend that the uh, my friend Mike Bond that makes the TI two Tech Liner that I enjoy so much. It's making an orange edition of the TI2 Tech Liner in a limited model, and they were only available. He put them up over the weekend. I don't know how many he had, maybe 20 or so, but it's the TI2 Tech Liner Orange Crust. We'll put a link in the show notes, but we almost shouldn't because it's sold out already, and uh, I did get one. I really like this pen a lot, and the orange looks really, really sweet, so... I, I wanted to get that. I need to get you a tech liner one of these days. I Mike. One. You do have one? Did we give you one before? One you, from Mike? You uh, compensated my hard work mm-hmm. in Atlanta by giving me one of the special cameras. Oh, you got the sweet camo one. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even have one of those. But you know what? We have a new one of those coming out maybe this week or next week. It's going to oh, be awesome. Look at you. Um, so this is what your Uniball 307 refill can go into, Mike. And uh, I use I use the, the Uniball RT1 refills. Like I, I'm using actually using a, my black wash tech liner today. Um, Mike was mad at me for playing with it before the show started because it's kind of loud with the magnets. And um, I have the 0.28 millimeter blue black refill in this black wash edition works great and i'm excited to get this orange edition it's got some special coating on it which i don't even know what it means or the paint was done some special way i don't know some kind of fancy uh cerakote cerakote painted titanium pin body so we'll we'll go with that but it's it's orange crush and i'm happy i got one so thank you everyone for sending it my way all right we got a pin blog of the week and it's our friend Harry Marks at Curious Rat, and I wanted to point this out because Harry's not a pen blogger per se, but he's a writer, and writers know the value of pens and pencils. Um, you know, they probably learned it when they were in school, Mike, and, uh, you know, what the greatness of using a pen and pencil to get your thoughts down on, on paper, and Harry made a great post called Penciling in a New Passion, just about more so the community around pens, pencils, and paper 
than the actual products themselves. And it's a really great read. And I wanted to point that out. If you hadn't seen it, he gives a shout out to us and the, the podcast and, you know, all of our online friends, Ed Jelly, Stephen Brown, all of our sponsors, um, and a bunch of the, you know, all the pencil guys at Erasable and Caroline Weaver. It's just a really, really great post about community. And that's something we very much believe in here at the Pen Addict. And it's really is something special. And uh, I thank Carrie for uh, writing this post because it was really, really good. So check it out. If you have not, we'll have the link in the show notes. All right, Mr. Hurley, I bought a lot and I've done a lot of reviews here recently, but you have something uh, new you would like to talk about as well. Yeah. So last week at the end of the show, I, I teased everybody by saying that I bought something mm-hmm. and that it would be here in time. And I have it here. Um, it arrived a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't think anyone should be surprised about this. Can you guess what it is? You You don't know, but can you guess what I've bought? Like, very specifically, can I guess what you bought? Uh-huh. Yeah, it has to be specific. You can't say, did yeah, you buy a new right. pen? Right, right, right. Um, I'm going to go with the new blue Retro 51 fountain pen. Nope. Hmm. The new right. blue one? Yeah. They uh, introduced a blue one. It's kind of... Oh, good. it's one of the tornado ones. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Nope. So I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Nope. What'd you get? Do you want to have, have one more guess? I don't know. I really don't. I don't. I don't think I have another guess. A road drink six hundred. Oh yeah, you mentioned you were going to do that. Very good. Good on you. So let's let's hear it. I love it. Yeah. Um, initially, I wasn't sure about it, and so I've been I have been using <laughs> the Colt Pens mechanical pencil in a point seven because somebody asked this recently. Mm-hmm. Since they sent it to me, and then they sent it to me for free. Um, they just sent it to me. I didn't know it was coming. They just sent it to right. me in a box. Um, because it was one of their new products. Yeah, they told me they were doing it and sent you and I one. And I think they're proud of them, so they like to send them out. And yep. they have every right to be proud of this thing. I love this thing. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, it's really nicely made, really nicely designed. I have a silver one. Uh, my very favorite thing about it is this thing. That mm. is, so there is a button on the side, and I think they, I think what, a double knock, I think it's called. Yeah, I've gotten a little bit... Um corrected before i don't want to it's not actually a double knock i don't think there's a different term for it but yeah it basically retracts the lead pipe so you're not poking yourself is is the theory yeah so you have this button which is the button you're used to it does this Mm. and puts the lead out you know yes yes (laughs) and then you press this button on the side and the whole thing like the 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 knock on the top flies right up uh Mm -hmm. and you end up with the the lead pipe as you call it Mm-hmm. A, is that from Clue, right? <laughs> yeah. By the way, that that game here is called Cluedo. What? Yeah, it's not called Clue. That's ridiculous. Well, it's not really ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous <laughs> that it's called Clue. Uh, but yeah, it's called Cluedo, like Ludo. You know the game, the game Ludo? Mm, no. Is it called Lou here? Probably, because you guys <laughs> do weird things. Uh, they call it the Colt Pens Double Knock Mechanical Pencil. Okay, well, they call then maybe that. that's the correct term. Whether it is correct or not, but that's yes. what they call it. I've just been looking that up. That is definitely what they call it. And I love this thing. It is really, really fantastic. It, so, it, can I, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you and say, I've never been so happy to see you fascinated with a mechanical pencil because this is like legit. I mean, you got this pencil, like you would have never purchased this pencil. Never, never, And you've never. gotten this... 
and you use it just constantly. It's like you found this, you found a new friend and you you're in love with it. And now you've made a, a, a purchase on top of that because you got that first pencil, right? Yep. So like the main, the main way that I use writing instruments these days is the show notes that I take. So when I say show notes, I mean, like as we're recording, I take little notes down of things that I need to edit later and stuff like that, like timestamps and stuff. That is the main use that I have with pen and pencils these days. I don't use a lot, do a lot of notes. Uh, if I have a telephone call or like a Skype call, then I'll usually grab a pen or whatever. But I have been using this, um, I've been using my current notebook here since episode 157. So let's say it's been about six or seven weeks. Um, and I can't remember what was in the previous one, but every single page on here is written in mechanical pencil lead. Mm-hmm. So That's the, awesome. the, the Colt Benz mechanical pencil has taken over uh, as the thing that I have on my desk at all times, like just out. Like I have a bunch of stuff in my uh, my block. What a, what a, what a dude I can carry. What do they call it? No, what the, the cube. One, the cube, that's the cube. it. Mm-hmm. I have, like, you know, my favorites in the cube. When we were talking about our, like, what did we call it last week? The number one, tier one. So I have my ah, tier one tier pens one. there. Yes, yes. But then I have the mechanical pencil that sits right next to me by, by my left-hand side. Mm-hmm. So when I originally got the Rotring out of the packet, uh, I was underwhelmed mm-hmm. initially. Mm-hmm. Um. I was sad that I didn't have the double knock mechanism because mm-hmm. I like that. I like playing with that. I like just pressing that button. Right. Um, and there was like this thing about the Rotring 600, the Rotring 600, the Rotring 600, like it's this mythical being, right? Sure. Of, yeah. of a thing. But I've been using it for about five or six days now. And I've really loved this one as well mm-hmm. for completely different reasons. So what I love about the Colt pens, mechanical pencils, it's so light. What I love about the Rotring 600 is that it's so heavy. Right. That doesn't make any sense, I know. <laughs> no. Right? But that's, I love about them both. I love that one is really light and one is really heavy. Uh, the Colt pens has a, a large clip on it which stops it from rolling around. Um, and the Rotring has a, like a hexagonal body to stop it from rolling around. So they both have, again... They're completely different, but I love that they both have that. Um, the knurling on the Rotring is is very aggressive and quite strong feeling, mm-hmm. uh, which is not so much on the cold pens. Uh, and again, I love them both for that. They they feel like to me, this is no surprise to anyone, right? Like I feel like <laughs> I've just discovered this new thing here, but they are two very different pencils, and I love them both for their different things, which is just like why all the things that I love about pens, right? Right. Give me two fountain, give two, give someone two fountain pens and they're like, these are two fountain pens. Like, they're mm-hmm. different. It's the same with this guy. And right. also, the pencil lead. Uh, I don't know what is in the Colt pens, uh, what what the lead is. I don't know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It says Einstein lead? Yeah. That's the I, I assume that's what they put in mine. I yeah, don't know what's in the Rotring 600, but I prefer what's in the Rotring 600. Okay. Um, yeah, I, the, really, I really I do. Think that, I think the Uni Einstein is one of the um, kind of the breakage, one of the breakage prevention leads, I believe. I'm not sure. Like it's a little bit stronger. It does feel very strong, actually. That's a great way of putting it because I was going to say the Rotring 600 feels soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I really like about it. It's a very soft feeling lead. Uh, it has a 2B48 
uh, no, that's the leg grade indicator. Sorry, I'm reading something mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. That's something I didn't understand. Like it had this little thing you can turn it on the top, right? Right. And right. you can say what leads in there. I'm like, is it changing the lead? I'm like, I'm so <laughs> confused. I was like, what right. is this thing? So um, back back before the days of of computer aided drafting, you know, the uh, architects and engineers would have four of those rotor rings laying on the desk yep. and each one would have a different lead grade in them for different tasks so that's how they would know which one to pick up if they had all silver rotring 600s all loaded with lead and then they they would just turn the indicator so they could pick one up and uh know which one was what was loaded in that pencil so i got the 0.7 millimeter again and i assume this has rotrings pencil lead in it yeah, I I don't even know. I, it, I don't with. know, but I'm going yeah. to assume that that's what's in there. And sure. I prefer the lead in this because it's softer. Okay, um, It feels nicer to, to use over a longer period of time. I feel like I'm going to go deep into this, Brad. <laughs> this is actually one of the best conversations we've ever had on the show. I love seeing you like discover. This was like really random. I think that's what... what you know, interests me the most about this. This was this wouldn't have happened. Not not expected at all from yeah. you. There is at all no way I would have ever gone down this this road because, mm-hmm. as I had said, and I have you you could find the audio of me saying this. I believed I had found the perfect mechanical pencil, mm-hmm. which was the Kurutoga because mm-hmm. it fixes the problem. Right. But now that problem, mm-hmm. I think, is a thing. That I right. love. The fact that the lead wears down, I like that. Mm-hmm. Because, like with a fountain pen, depending on where that I use it after a certain period of time, I can like get a thin line, I can get a, a wide line. And one of the great things that I have for using this mechanical pencil, that mm-hmm. I mentioned many times um, on other shows, I like to keep my hands and eyes busy while I'm recording. It actually helps me focus on listening mm-hmm. uh, yep. because I'm not being distracted. Um, some ways that I do that is by playing mindless iPhone games. Some people think that this is horrific, but uh, I know that you understand it, but some listeners, they think it's really weird and they think that I'm not um, focusing. But trust me, no. if I'm not doing something, I'm not focused because I'm looking at my computer and there's things on my computer. You know, there's like the internet agree completely um but what i am doing with this that i was never doing with fountain pens it doesn't really work so well is is doodling yeah so i sit and i draw little geometric shapes i draw little squares and cubes and circles and little make little patterns because i would sometimes do this with a fountain pen but one it's not as easy to do and the other i was like i'm just wasting ink here Hmm. and i never feel like i'm wasting graphite like i don't know why i mean i am both but it doesn't feel like that so, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited that I just filled out my uh, backer reward. Yeah, for the pen show. For the pen show, pen, pen show. I call it pens, <sighs> penso, penso, penso. The lead holder. I'm trying <laughs> no, to bring the fancy it up lead now. holder. P N pens P E P E N X O. And they did, uh, because they, they met some milestones, they did what I wanted them to do, which is they sold, they're selling colored lead. Yeah. Do you remember? Because that was something that I was really upset about that they weren't like doing the first initially. words out of your mouth, yeah. Yeah, it was like, well, you're showing it in the video. It looks way better with a color. Um, yeah. I think I got red. 
I can't remember, but I got the black body and I think I got the red one. I either got the red or the blue, but either or I'm excited about it. So I'm mm. hoping that that comes soon and I'm seeing like, well, here's another thing for me to deal with. I assume that's going to need to be sharpened though, right? Yeah, it's probably how that's Yeah, so work. it comes with a sharpener. Uh, oh, does it? Show. Yeah, it comes with a, um, you know, uh, I think they're called a pointer. It's called something different when with those type of leads. I think it's a lead pointer as opposed to a sharpener. Because you're you're making a point on this long lead. I don't know. It's just terminology. But yeah, appar- apparently it ships um, with that. So we'll see. But um, it was hard for me not to buy like one or two more because <laughs> I got the black one. Then they uh, they ended up coming out with all these different colors. They ended up, you know, I think they had a green. Did they have a blue? Maybe. Anyway, it ended up from like the original three colors. It ended up being like a good six colors or so. And I was tempted to just add in another one but i i i, I restrained myself um just because i don't know how much i'll use it and i know the black one is uh it is pretty sweet so you know um uh, i'm anxious to get the and they blew out their blew out their rewards so yeah they did uh they did three hundred and thirty four thousand two hundred and eleven dollars yeah was that? well man this was an amazing pencil conversation and i i feel like any continuation of the show after this will just be a letdown and you know i promised some uh ask tpa follow-up and we got some good questions but i want i want to spend some time on some of them thought so I, I think that might be good for next week what do you think yeah i i kind of sp- like uh sprang this on you anyway it was wonderful so I, I, i'm really excited about this i'm really excited about this um and and I uh, will now do something I shouldn't do. Uh, I would like suggestions from the audience. What should I be looking at uh, in this mechanical pencil world? Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more yeah, than just the Roadtring 600, right? Because yeah. that seems to be what everybody suggests. But like, is there really good graphite? that I should be checking out or lead. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, even know what the term is. I, I, I use them interchangeably. I don't think you're wrong either way, but yeah, it just, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever is, you want to say, I think it's fine. Like specific stuff that I should be looking at. I'm interested to know. I would be surprised if there's as much variation as there is in the fantasy pen world. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that's the case. I'm sure there's lots, but I can't imagine it's, it's as varied. Uh, but I would love to know um, about anything else that you guys enjoy and, and why you like it. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I might want to check some more of this stuff out. But right mm-hmm. now, I'm very happy with the two that I have. Um, yeah. And I'm very, very happy that Colt Pens uh, sent me down this journey. And uh, I bought the road train from Colt Pens as well. So. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. And, I mean, this is the stuff I grew up on, you know, these engineering drafting style pencils. So I'm I'm obviously a huge fan. And uh, it's uh, it's kind of cool to see you uh, get into this a little bit. It's a It's a neat thing for sure. If you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, you want to head over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 163. If you want to find us online, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can find me, I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to find Brad, you can go to penaddict.com, which is a website I heard that existed once. <laughs> um, or you can find him on Instagram. He's penaddict on Instagram or at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of The Pen Addict. Thanks again to our sponsors, Harry's and Fracture, for helping make this episode possible. But most importantly, thanks to you for tuning in. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>